Welcome to another episode of Chat with Dan. This is your host, the one and only Dan here. Well, we have season 12 now. So, hope you like this episode. Before we start this episode, I want to thank you so much for having the chance to check check this one out. If it is your birthday, happy birthday. Keep having an amazing rest of the day or evening, depending when you are. And again, thank you so much for supporting this platform. Hope you like the amazing guests that I interviewed for this episode. I'll see you in the next one. Don't forget to leave a like, subscribe, follow, share with your friends, family, and show is about to start. See you in the next one. There you go. Hey, Ben. What's up, bro? Um, everything good? What about you? Everything's good, man. Excited, just kind of hanging out, trying to get the year started. Oh, yeah. Kinda. It's been a lazy couple days, but I'm ready, I'm ready to get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ben, it's like everybody still, it's like the first week is like the hangover for a new year, right? Oh, yeah. I think January 1st is considered like the most laziest day of the year. Yeah. I don't know. That's just a day. Every year I find myself doing the same thing, hanging out and ordering food and watching some TV show all day. So Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. But you know, I don't know if it's me or or like but since this since this year started it's it feels different, you know? I still I mean I don't know how like the, how like how to describe it, but like when this year started, like for the since first second to today, it feels like something's different. I'm still working on it to see like what is like what is going on here. You know, like mm -hmm. something's different. I don't know I don't know what. <laughs> I mean, it's not a tradition. We're still in the same crap that we've been in for two years right. with the pandemic. So it's, it feels, it's like, oh, it's a fresh start. But how much of a fresh start really is it? You know, we're, we're still dealing with the same stuff around the world. You totally. know, I mean, it's getting old. So we're yeah, just that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah, it's getting old. It's getting old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also like every, and like the last, yeah, the, the last one, I think, or the last two months with this new variant, the Omicron, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Here we go again, you know? Yeah, that's never end. Uh, but hey, welcome to the show. It is so Thanks, cool and nice to have you here. Before we start, I have to give you a proper welcome to someone as bad as you. So let me just show you. That's uh, that's a nice touch. I like it. <laughs> and uh, yeah. one day it'll be a full studio. You'll have. There you go. Oh yeah. People, oh yeah. So. Totally. Totally. I mean, I'm still working on it to have my thousand episodes of Staples Center. But we'll right. see. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Um. So yeah, so let's get started. By the way, uh, if you hear dog noises in the background, those are my three dogs just having noise. Uh, dude, I got a baby, so if you hear crying in the background, yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. so <laughs> right. fair enough. So starting with the whole interview, you tell me how your acting career started. Uh, it's going good. It's been a wheel. It's been. It was only. It's funny. It, it was really picking up like 2018, 20. Because I've been. It's funny. So next month is actually 10 years since I was on my first film set ever. Okay. Um, so it's been a 10 year journey. Um, and I went through, a, you know, for most of those years, probably seven, eight of those years, I went through a lot of, you know, not knowing what to do and mm -hmm. going in several different, you know, directions, running around like a chicken with his head cut off. But in 2018, 2019, it actually started, I, I started finding some success and, I'm really understanding how this business works, but you know, so it's, but then the pandemic hit, so it's just, it's been weird. Um, but uh, things are starting to get back to normal. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm auditioning um, weekly and things like that. So projects are picking up. Um, I'm in the Southeast, so I'm in the Atlanta region. So uh, there's a lot of uh, things going on right now. Um, yeah. I go to work, I'm, I'm 
working on a TV show. I can't say a ton about it at the moment, but I'm working on a TV show in a couple weeks. Um, cool. Up in Wilmington, North Carolina. So, um, other than that, man, I uh, you know had a had a good year last year. Last year was a crazy year in general, but had a good la- year last year. And uh, about to start with this new project, this new TV series that I'm about to work on. So uh, so far so good. I'm just you know, right now it's it's funny like mid-december to now i feel like is the time to update you know update your portfolio update your resume your headshot your actors access your imdb all this all of your marketing materials now is the time so um that's what i'm doing kind of over the holidays just to get ready for the swing of things and ready for auditions start coming in again so okay okay that's cool yeah that's cool and tell me like when you were recently started with your acting career like what were some of the challenges but also what kept you growing i mean what kept you moving forward with uh with a journey here um well i mean a big part of the challenge was not knowing what to do yeah and i mean i think i think that's every single person who looks at their parents and say hey i want to be an actor and it scares the shit out of them because they're like i don't know how to help you and that's exactly my that's my parents had no idea how to help me um they supported me but i mean we didn't come from any type of entertainment family um or anything like that but you know i did theater and drama in high school and throughout middle school a little bit. Um, So I got a little taste of acting early Mm -hmm. on, but uh, I was actually, it's funny, throughout my entire high school career, I was gonna join the Coast Guard. Oh, Uh, okay. I wanted to be be a rescue swimmer in the Coast Guard. So I actually trained for four years. I was on the swim team, uh, swimming competitively, and um, really training and working towards that. And I was, I mean, by my senior year, me and my father, we went to see a uh, Coast Guard recruiting officer and uh, I was like ready to sign up, but there ended up, they told us it was gonna be like a two year waiting list. Mm. Um, and that kind of, uh, that was a little, uh, that was like devastating. Cause it was like four years of like, what am I gonna do for two years? Yeah, so, you know? So I really kind of did some soul searching and acting as far as like becoming a career never really occur to me i mean I, I always thought man that would be wonderful that would happen but it was just kind of not part of reality in my world <clears throat> excuse me so uh so i kind of just did some soul searching and then i decided i wanted to be an actor i was like what do i really want to do who am i um so then i auditioned for and i hadn't acted in a couple of years since middle school and it was my senior year and i went and auditioned for uh, a play called harvey that our school okay. production was putting on and i got i got one of the lead roles as dr sanderson <laughs> and uh i ended up having a blast doing it um theater is a great uh, atmosphere to build like a family mm. other than film and tv i mean i can't tell you how many times i've worked with somebody one time had a great relationship with them for 18 hours on set but never saw them again yeah theater is a whole different background so i really just love that atmosphere and i loved uh performing and the play was a great success and it really built my confidence up and so and i was like well maybe i can do this um and then it was that was 2011 it really wasn't it wasn't until a year later 2012 february 2012 where they were shooting a christmas movie starring uh wee man from jackass mm-hmm. it was called elf man yeah. and they were shooting that in the area i lived in and uh, a friend of mine had a connection through there and he was like, hey, do you want to come do a, a background role? I was like, yeah. I was like, absolutely. I was like, I don't know anything about the film industry or I, I want to somehow work in it, but I, I, yeah, absolutely. I was like, this is my foot in the door. Um, and I got on set and it was all very strange and exciting and new and 
we were shooting at three o'clock in the morning and I had already been waiting at six hours, which is very normal in this business, but it was just new to me. And it was February, but everybody was in the Christmas spirit because it was, uh, it was for the, the end of the year release. And, uh, but I got to work with uh, Wee Man um, on set, which he was great. Uh, Sean Aston, who's Mackenzie Aston's brother. Okay. Um, from Lord of the Rings, I got to work with him. Um, and everyone was really friendly and it was just kind of my like, okay, this is possible. So, you know, that's kind of what I started doing a little bit. Um, right after, as soon as I got done doing that production, which I only worked two days on, um, I, joined, I got into acting classes immediately. Um, and that's like a huge way to build your foundation. Mm. You know, you start performing in front of people you don't know, and then you get, you know, direction from a teacher who knows what they're talking about. And then you, you know, make friends and connections with the students in your class about local castings. And that's just kind of how you, it's networking. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the, the fact that things started happening a little bit, you know, I, I worked on House of Cards for Netflix. Uh, that same year I had one line. I, I don't even know how I got it. Like I, I, the email system, because how acting is the way you book roles is very different now than it was 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah um, exactly. It's a much, much more uh, clearer platform now than it, than it was. Um, mm. But uh, it was just, it, life was going by so fast with that. So I, uh, I just, I kept getting on a set and I kept getting in an acting class where I was building my confidence. So I think that's what kind of kept me going. And then okay. a, a year later, when I was 19 years old, I'm, I, you know, moved uh, to the Hollywood neighborhood um, where I wanted to actually be uh, around casting directors and people who were doing the same thing. Mm. So, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was just, it was just a continuation of being in class and being on uh, uh, film sets, even though I, sometimes I wasn't doing anything that just sure. was like, it was like a little bit of possibility that was kind of going on in my mind. I was like, okay. And I was passionate about it. So it was, it was exciting. It was like, okay, I found my part. I found my calling. Yeah, there you go. That is, yeah. that is super important here. And also whenever you, yeah, like whenever you got it or whenever you, yeah, you know where to go. I think everything starts to uh, have more sense to it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So later on, you were in projects such as City of Lost Souls, Aftermath, The Making of the Mob, Inseparable Hearts, Sleepless Nights, uh, Six and Sevens, Rel uh, Relatively Evil. But like, tell me how you usually prepare for a character. I mean, I understand, of course, that depends on the role. But like, what usually, yeah, like what usually sets you up into this role, let's say, into creating a character? So creating a character, <clears throat> excuse me, is probably some, one of the biggest lessons I've learned how about going doing that in the past five years. I used to, obviously it depends on the role. It depends okay. on how big the role. If it's a, uh, if you're working on a TV show and you're playing, if you're doing a, a few liner type of character where it's just, you know, like a waiter or a bartender or something like that. In reality, there's not a lot you need to do because the director and the producers just want you to play a simple person. You know, they don't want you to like kind of be the light of the story because they already have the stars. Mm -hmm. You're just there to kind of help tell that story. Um, so, you know, when you have those type of like little co-star roles, you know, learn your lines, understand maybe the story going on in that episode or in the film that you're working on. Um, but there's not a lot you need to do and the, that the director appreciates that because they don't want you going in there trying to be an Oscar winner at these three lines like they just they don't want you they don't need you to have this whole backstory 
Um, now, when it comes to a lot of the independent stuff I did, um, I give me an example, like when I did six, I mean, every, every role that I actually take on, I try to find a piece of my life's truth and put into that character um, or else it's not going to work. Okay. Um, you know, I, I'm guilty and I, I guarantee you a lot of actors are guilty of thinking of their uh, favorite actor or celebrity and saying, how would they play this character? This is how I should do it. I'm guilty of that myself. And then I really learned the value of bringing yourself to the character. Like if I'm going to play a police officer, I'm, who is me, Scott, as a police officer? Okay. You know, so I really try to uh, block out other influences around me mm -hmm. um, and really just find myself in the role. Um, and it can be challenging to do because sometimes it's like instead of a writer's block, you might have an actor's block. You know, you might not, but it's something. It's part of doing the work. Yeah. Um, yeah. For example, when I did sixes and sevens, I played a I played a psychopath. Um, so that required a lot more uh, attention to detail and research. I mean, I, I literally would watch videos of people in insane asylums and watch their little ticks and their little movements and just how their mannerisms are um so i could just bring that to my character now i didn't copy what they did but i just kind of used that for inspiration for the character i was trying to build because i wrote that character too when i was writing him i didn't exactly know how i was going to play it so um, i think it just depends on the role if it's a bigger role um i try to bring my self-truth to that role and if it's a smaller role i try to not i i try i don't want to take it as not as seriously but i don't want to put as much passion into it i don't know if okay. that's the right thing okay. to say but you don't take uh, you just keep it simple you keep you go in there and you say the words and if they want you to do something else the director is going to tell you but nine, 99 of the time they just want you in there to help tell the story if you're there to play a waiter just be a waiter don't go in there and try to win your golden globe just just literally be a waiter because that's literally what they're asking for. So. Yeah, of course. Okay. Okay. And what do you like most about playing a character? Oh, the escape, man. I mean, I've loved movies since I was a kid. Um, I think the movie theater is my favorite place in the world. Yeah. Um, it's where I find inspiration when I'm lacking it. Um, and to be able to do that, be able to become somebody else and step into somebody else's shoes is really fascinating. Mm. Um, I've only had maybe two times in my life where I was performing a scene and I was so deep inside someone else's mind that I actually kind of forgot what was going on when we cut the scene. Mm. Um, it's only happened twice, but I've, I've come close to others. But I, I love that feeling of forgetting who I am, forgetting my problems, for any, you know, living out somebody else for a few minutes to yeah. see, look into somebody else's world. But it's, it's all about that escape for me, you know? playing uh, it's storytelling it's 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 storytelling that's that's okay. my passion okay and what would you say it's an important aspect to make a relatable character um i think it goes back to finding that uh the truth in yourself totally you know um mm -hmm. if there's a I, you know and i'm learning this more as i continue my career um if there is a character that you can't connect to you can't figure out how to bring yourself to them and you are not confident in playing it by the time they send you a call sheet I don't know if I would do it 
I mean, if you can't bring any type of truth or, and it doesn't all like, you know, like I'm not a psychopath, <laughs> at least some would agree, but uh, I was able to relate to people like that because uh, I've had people in my life who uh, remind me of that. Okay. Um, and so it doesn't necessarily have to be yourself, but if there's parts of your life, of your history that you can bring into a character, I think that's probably one of the most important things to putting a character together because then you can actually feel the emotion that's being asked of you when you're on set and you know you can really connect with the story and if you don't believe you're the character the audience isn't going to either yeah so yeah that's true yeah yeah i mean at the end of the day we want a character in which we can totally yeah, which we could totally be, be which we, we could totally say like I can I can see myself talking with this guy, or I can see this guy walking down the street in a, in a regular Monday, Tuesday. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even if you just find somebody interesting, you know? Yeah. You may have a different life, but if you have some type of connection, you know, just I mean, one of my dream roles in life, and maybe in 10, 15 years in the remake, is to play the Joker. Like, I think, I mean, I'm nothing okay. like the Joker, and, but I think that is one of the most interesting characters to, to escape into. And uh, mm. what is the fun part about that is the challenge of making it different than it's already been. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, so, but I mean, if, if someone wants to give me a role and I'm just kind of like, man, I just, I have no attachment to that, like in my heart or in my, just, you know, if you just, have a brick wall between you both. I just, I don't, I'm sure you can make it work, but it's going to be really challenging. You know, like yeah. I said, if you don't believe you're a character, the, the camera shows lies. Like people don't realize that when you film acting is so different. I almost had to relearn it a couple of years ago because mm. I wasn't doing it correctly. The camera shows every single thing. It shows the ticks in your face. That you don't realize you're doing it yeah. if you don't believe the dialogue you're trying to portray the camera's going to pick up on that so that's why it's so important to understand who you are in this in this different mindset um because it's it, i mean you'll be exposed if you don't totally so. i can agree on that i can agree on that so you were also in die for you ghosted and painkiller but tell me like what would you say it's an important aspect for storytelling um, great writing. Okay. I think great writing. Um, a director who is willing to let you play yeah. on set. Um, I've worked with directors who know what they want and that's it. There's no changing it. There's no playing with it. And I'm not a fan of that style. I just, I, I, you're, I mean, I've done a film. I did a film five years ago. I won't say what it was, but the director was so, just so anal about the particular way you're saying the line and it's just like I felt like a robot yeah and I just I didn't believe in my performance anymore because he was just so critical of every single move we did in our scene I, I had only like three scenes but I played a, a character that was very important to the story and it's just so I, I, I you know writing is huge because that's that's the first thing that really uh, jumps out with the story but uh, a director is, is huge um painkiller um i worked with a uh, painkillers on amazon prime by the way 
Um, and uh, I worked with a director. We shot that in Tampa, Florida, and I worked with a director out of Australia, and he was phenomenal. He, he and I could tell he had so he had years of experience. Yeah. Um, but he was such a phenomenal director, and we were actually in a hurry. I only shot. I shot one day okay. in that movie, but I shot for six hours and we were in a rush because we were, you know, we had some outside, outside scenes and we were uh, up against the daylight mm-hmm. and they had to get scenes in and um, we were rushed, but he was still like, hey, you know, we can do one more. Just do it. Do your thing. Yeah. Do your thing in this. And he was just so, uh, you know, he was a director. He had total charge of that set, but he just was so easygoing and so respectful to his he I mean, you gotta have trust in your actors. And I think if you don't have, if everybody's not on the same page, mm-hmm. you're not gonna get a good story. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, when I worked on Painkiller, I remember the director wanted one thing and he wanted me to walk across the lens and he wanted, I, I had been shot in the scene and he wanted he wanted a specific shot of this, of me holding my stomach and he wanted the blood to show dripping while I was walking. Well, I ended up walking across the frame and I actually slipped on a, on a bunch of leaves and I slipped and I slammed and on the ground and then I got back up and I just kept going because you don't stop until you hear cut. And uh, it, as soon as like I got far in the field, I was like, oh man, I messed this up. We're gonna have to go again. I hear him yell, brilliant. Like he loved it. He, yeah. he So anything, if a director is like, okay, let's see what happens. Let's shoot this, but whatever happens here, an open mind that's i mean so yeah writing and a director who has open mind and is courteous courteous to his actors yeah okay okay now besides acting you also write and you wrote some projects such as ghost tip six and sevens and several hearts tell me like what usually inspired you to uh, to write um <laughs> so I always, yeah, I've, I've wrote three, three projects. I've always taken something out of my life. Yeah. Um, I use a lot of symbolism in my writing. Okay. Um, so when I wrote Inseparable Hearts, and I, I'd say 75% of it is I'm inspired by something going on in my life. And 25% of it was at the time, there was just not a lot going on. And I just wanted to work. You know, I wanted to shoot something. Um, yeah. So I mean, each each of those films have uh, different meanings to me. Um, you know, going through hard times, like for example, sixes and sevens, particularly. Um, I was going through a really hard time in my life, and uh, like I felt like I, had, I mean, I was only 24 years old, but I felt like I hit rock bottom. Um, and I just I went days, and I was really depressed, and I was like, man, how can I? How can I, I wasn't working, I, you know, I was at a, just a low point in life and I had, hadn't done any acting in a few months and I was like, man, how can I transition this into like something else, a character, you know, how can I take all this anger and this, this sadness and aggression, how can I put it into a character? And I made, a, I made, I wrote the character Teddy Steitman, um, who I play in sixes and sevens and, okay. um, it's funny, I, I kind of always end up creating a character first and the story kind of follows. Mm. So it's, it's, uh, it, that's just kind of how my style is, but I love writing. I, I love writing it. Uh, I mean, that's why we do what we do is to tell stories. And when you're writing, you're in control of the whole story. Totally, totally. Um, at least until you sell it to Netflix or something like that. Um, yeah, then you cool. only got like 10% <laughs> of your script in the actual final cut. But yeah. no, I, I love writing because it's, it's your passion. You know, acting is, acting is my priority. Um, 
but you know it's not in the end it's not your baby you know your script your movie your totally. short that's that's your baby so uh totally. Totally. Um, yeah and it's it's a great way to just clear your head you know i'm a somebody who when i was when i'm writing scripts and i'm currently writing one right now that i've been working on for four years and it's not even close to being done but um i have to write it like one in the morning with nobody around me and i have to be listening to like instrumental music um okay. i don't know the, something about like the, the nightlife and the world being quiet and if i need to take a walk to find just find some inspiration like I, my thoughts are calmed down i don't know that's the only time i can write i can't write during the day i can't write if there's other people in the house doing things it's just it's my process so okay okay yeah. now you also produce those three projects Tell me, like, what are some of the things that you enjoy the most about producing? Producing is, uh, <laughs> it's enjoyable, but it's, it is probably, I mean, props to every executive producer, line producer, co-producer out there, because producing is incredibly difficult. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, you're providing the financing of the film. You're, I mean, you're hiring almost everybody. Um, and I had very, very small budgets for the short films that I produced. Um, sure. Luckily, I had a uh, a, a uh, producing partner. His name's Antonio Jordan. Um, he lives out um, in Italy right now, but uh, he helped me work on all three films. Um, pr producing's difficult, man. It's it's uh, especially when you don't have a ton of producers. When it's only like one or two of you on a small budget short film. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, you're doing everything. You're you're in charge of charging equipment, financing, promotion of the film. Um, scripts uh script supervising uh the scheduling for a call sheet and it, that stuff's that stuff's tough i mean finding that's why i try to keep my cast members limited in the scenes because if you put five people in a scene plus three people for a crew it's i mean to have them all be available at the same yeah. time is very hard okay um, okay now it's challenging i don't know if that's something i'd ever want to seriously get into because it's just okay. yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's the business side of it yeah totally totally that one and if you could describe your career at the moment but in a movie tv show book or play what would be the title of it um what would be the title i've thought about this before um to the top to the top to the top yeah because i think uh you know it's like the drake song that started from the bottom now we're here but uh yeah no i just want to i you know i i always my goal in life is to you know win an oscar be a movie star make movies that i want to make and i'm nowhere close to that point so i'm i just got so much more to go and um i'm just you know trying to take my career to the top so okay okay and if you could describe it as well but now on a drink which one would you choose i'm sorry say it one more time yeah yeah if you could describe your career again but this time on a drink could be a, uh, with alcohol or with without alcohol whatever you want but how could you describe your career on a drink um in two different ways i would say one on long island because there's a lot in there but the goal is still the same to get drunk um okay. but al but also uh stick to the basics with a jack and coke that's okay. probably the only drink i ordered um when i used to go to bars out in hollywood as a Jack and Coke, because number one is all I could afford, but it was just, it was just stick to the basics. And that's what I'm trying to do, stick to the basics. Um, 
with this career, you can literally go so many different ways and 99% of those ways are going to lead you down the wrong way. But if you take the simple approach that this is a business and you're the CEO of your own company and, you know, go down that line, um, and stay consistent at it. Um, you're, you're going to see, uh, uh, great results. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And like my last, my last question here, man, is like, what motivates you? I mean, we all have dosage, right? And we just, in which we just feel, yeah, we feel like shit. Basically, we don't wanna, we don't wanna continue doing what we do. We just hate it. I mean, we just think that we, that why we're doing it, it's not cool. That, that we have wasted our time. I mean, I, I could go on and on and on. So, uh, what gets you out of this? Yeah, like out of all of those toxic thoughts and just continuing pursuing what you love the most. Um. So it's been so different throughout the past 10 years. Um, it could be simple, something simple as seeing a new movie that just totally blows me away and inspires me to get back on the horse. Um, yeah. It could be just simply taking a walk and just kind of just clearing my head and realizing like, okay, um, you can do this. Don't, you know, just calm down. Um, but honestly, right now, it no, like I said kind of at the beginning this is my calling in life yeah nothing no other career or any type of job or anything like that has ever felt right um this feels like I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do mm. um but the biggest thing right now is uh, my daughter you know she's four months old and it's so motivating you know it's it's obviously a life-changing and big challenging transition in my life but uh I, it's so motivating because it's like, you know, I want, I don't want her to grow up and think when things get challenging, you just give up on your dreams, Yeah. you know, and I want to be an example to her and, uh, show her that, you know, she's, she's a blessing and she's the best thing in the world that ever happened to me. Um, having a baby is challenging. It's, it's, it's very challenging. Um, and a blessing at the same time. And I, you know, I've had people say, Oh man, you have a baby now. What are you gonna do about your acting? I'm saying I keep going. And I'm gonna do it even harder now. And uh, I, I want her to grow up knowing that I didn't give up, and I want her to be able to take that with her the rest of her life. And um, you know, I just think it would be amazing for her when she's in school and people ask, say, "Hey, what does your dad do for a living?" And say, "My dad's in movies and TV." Um, so uh, yeah, right now, obviously, my passion and it's it's your passion gets buried sometimes and your desire but you just gotta you know you gotta discipline yourself and you gotta dig it back up but uh for me personally a big part of that is is my daughter so she uh you know she inspires me to do that when i when i think about that i think man should i just and i've had my thoughts i'm like you know should i just you know throw the talent i'm like no no my my daughter wouldn't wouldn't, i wouldn't want to do that i don't want to tell my daughter that i just quit so that's that's uh my biggest inspiration right now that is that is epic man i mean that is yeah that is super cool i mean the fact that you wanna yeah the fact that you wanna create that message you know like kind of to kind of to show that uh, that you don't give up that is really cool and i think it is needed especially these days you know that there's a lot of people that they will walk out of dreams by any by any reason at all so the fact that you keep it that you keep pursuing it no matter what that is cool man that is super inspiring and i'm super sure that eventually i mean that that right now of course there's a lot of people who rely on you but also they see you as an inspiration because at the end of the day what matters is to following what you love you know what matters is to keep going keep on the road and of course that 
it can get challenging and tough sometimes, but the fact that you keep doing it, that is really cool, man. I think it was uh, I think it was Jim Carrey that was talking about his father and how his father gave up his dream of being a comedian to take care of his family, and he still ended up getting fired from his job. And Jim Carrey said something. He was like, uh, it, he he said it taught him that you can fail it doing something you don't love so you might as well do what you love and that that quote really really spoke to me and just really uh, sank into me and it, it just it's I, I don't know if I, anybody could say it better yeah absolutely man I can yeah that is epic that is epic here that is really cool man I mean uh, as I said here keep doing what you do keep pushing and I'm sure that eventually we're gonna see you everywhere and who knows maybe an action figure too that would be cool that would be cool man that would be something that would be, be gosh be almost weird be like my daughter wanted to like buy the toy of me and be like oh god (laughs) anyway anyway man keep doing what you do as i said it is is really cool i'm super sure that eventually big things are gonna are are, are gonna come eventually i mean i i always tend to believe that if you do things by heart and you're honest with yourself eventually good things come around you know eventually good things will come uh and and it's so interesting because sometimes from something that you may think it's bad eventually become something something beautiful on it you know you know what i mean so actors got to use these you know these situations in their life where you know i i feel like somebody who has had the perfect life and is not going through challenges in their life they're gonna be a terrible actor oh yeah but if you got somebody who's been through you know who's had who's been broke who's you know i've been broke i've slept under a bridge and under uh in downtown la i've been you know i've slept on someone's couch i've I've struggled big time, and I think it, it makes you a better struggling makes you a better actor because you can pull from that. You know? Totally, so. totally, man. Also, I mean, <clears throat> so yeah, that is really cool, man. I want to thank you for for uh, for for having the opportunity to be here. I also want to thank those for watching. Uh, make thank sure that you follow me, Scott, and all the social media. Normally, what I would say is super simple. So you're gonna put pause, then you're gonna leave a like, subscribe, follow, helps me a lot. Then you're gonna go. Well, since we're still on holidays, you know, we yeah we. Don't be, yeah, let's go, let's let's be unhealthy yet. So let's go eat a cookie, go eat a, a couple of cookies here, eat, a, eat the whole box. I mean, once you're full and you can't move, then go eat, go, uh, go follow Scott, leave a million likes. I mean, let's, let's, let's make sure everybody knows about this guy and how, and how killing his career is. And, uh, man, before I send you off, I need to send you off properly. So, there you like I said, one day you'll have the studio full of people. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. Gonna happen. I'm super sure that it's gonna happen. I mean, there's there's a lot of a lot of work that I need to do in order to get there. But we're on it. We're on it. That's the that's the important part. But uh, again, way, thank my you, friend. Thank you so much here. Uh, keep having an amazing rest of the week, an amazing upcoming weekend. Keep killing it. I'll see you in the next one. Okay. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a good one. Take care. Bye.